You're listening to episode five of the Creative Joy Effect podcast. And in this episode, we are talking all about how to reclaim your creative power no matter how busy you are. Hi, I'm Jamie Hand, and you are about to experience the Creative Joy Effect. Rediscover your creative power to make all your dreams come true and live the life you desire. When you embrace your natural creativity, you begin to live in harmony with who you really are and step into the purpose of why you matter. Unleashing your creative joy allows you to live a happy, fulfilling life, including your home, family, friends, and even our world. Welcome to the Creative Joy Effect Podcast. I'm glad you're here. This is actually part three of our three-part series talking about the creative joy effect, where we explore the three pillars of how to consciously create more of what you want in life and to stop creating from autopilot. Now, in part one, we talked about reconnecting to our inner creative self. So examining and really understanding what lights you up? What makes you excited? What brings you joy? It's about getting clear on what you want to create. Then in part two, the last episode we just did, we talked about the thoughts and stories we tell ourselves. And we introduced our power story method of how you can start creating stories that empower you into creating a life that you love. Because as we talk about all the time, we are born to create. We create all day long with the different thoughts and stories that we tell ourselves. So let's make them powerful stories that help support us, that shower us with self-love. We talked all about this in part two. Now, if you missed part one or part two, I will put the links in the show notes so that you can go back and listen to those. Because now in part three, we're talking about how to put this into action. So you have decided on something that you want to do, something that brings you joy, something that lights you up, not something that you think you should be doing or that you feel you have to do. I want you to think of something you want to create. And we discussed it could be learning a new skill. It could be starting a garden. It could be starting a journal. It could be playing with your kids. It could be going on a hike with your dog. It could look many different ways. Because when we are creating, we are bringing something into existence. And with the creative joy effect, we are focused on creating experiences, thoughts, Creating what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, what is going to bring you peace. So think of something that you want to create. Then part two was creating your power story around that. And now in part three, we are going to put this in action because I get it. I understand. I'm a busy mom. I run my own business. I have three kids that are all involved in different sports and activities. I get it. 
you are busy. So am I. So how do we find the time in our busy days to reclaim our creative power and put our creative joy into action? So that is what this episode is all about. Now, disclaimer, in this first part of the episode, this is for all the ladies out there. So if you are of the male gender, you may wish to fast forward the next couple of minutes. But ladies, this one is for you in how to reclaim your creative power. Because as I've said, we are naturally born to create. We are natural born creators. And as women, we have a creative superpower. Yes, we do. And that is using our natural monthly menstrual cycle. In my experience, talking about our menstrual cycles, we just do with our friends. It's kind of taboo in our society to go around and talk about it. If you relate to that, then I would challenge you to be aware of the stories you are telling yourself around your menstrual cycle. Because as women, this is actually a gift. It is a superpower of ours, and we can use our menstrual cycle to help create what we want. So I'm going to walk you through how to do this. Now, if you are not menstruating, whether you're pregnant or you're going through menopause or this message of menstrual cycles just doesn't resonate with you, or you're one of my few male listeners, don't worry. I have another way um, that this same idea can work with you. And I will go into that in just a minute. But I first want to talk to the ladies that are menstruating and how we can use this for our creative power. Now, when I was a younger girl, back in like my high school teen years, my friends and I would actually call our periods curse. Say, oh, I have curse today, you know, not feeling so hot because of curse. And looking back on it, it makes me cringe because as we talked about in the last episode, the stories we tell ourselves are very powerful and can impact us. So of course I'm gonna have negative feelings around my menstrual cycle if I'm calling it curse in a negative way. And really it's only in the last year or two that I have really started to embrace and see my menstrual cycle in a new way and to see it as a powerful way to to create what I want in life. Now, if you, as I said, if you are not menstruating, you can still follow along because in nature, we naturally have a monthly cycle as well. And that is our moon cycle. The moon goes through different phases of the month with the new moon and waxing moon and full moon. The moon goes through a monthly phase, just like we as women go through with our menstrual cycles. So even if you are not menstruating or that doesn't really resonate with you, you can use the moon cycle to help enhance your creative power as well. Okay, so stay with me because we are going to dive into this. So there are four steps to our natural creative power. And you can use this whether you align it with your menstrual cycle or you align it with the moon cycle, or you can use both to really enhance your creative power. Okay, so how does this all work? 
Well, just like with our stories, the first part of this is being aware. So there are four stages. So if we think of a month, it typically is broken up into four weeks. So we have four stages that can align with the different weeks. I'm going to go through the four stages first, and then I'll talk about how you can align it with either your menstrual cycle or the moon cycle. So I'm actually going to start with what a lot of people consider the last stage, which is rest. And I like to start with this stage because it's the easiest one to identify. So as you think back to your last menstrual cycle, or if you're using the moon cycle, you can Google moon calendar and it will tell you what stage the moon is in. So the first stage is rest. There is a week, whether you're using your menstrual cycle or the moon cycle, but there is a week where you are just kind of, ugh, you really need extra rest. And as you start to become more aware of your body and attuned to it, you will start to feel when you need that week of rest. Now, I'm simplifying this and keeping it because basically the four weeks of the month, it may be longer than a week for you. It may be shorter than a week for you. But I'm just going to give you the general steps and then you take it and make it work for you. So just keep that in mind as I go through this. But identifying when you need extra rest. Now, I think this is a great stage to start because it's the easiest to identify. When do you feel run down? When do you feel tired? Is it the week that you actually have your period? That may be the week you need to identify as a week of rest. Now, does that mean you don't get out of bed at all? No, because let's keep it real. You may be a busy parent like I am, and you still have obligations, you still have to go to work, you still have things to do. But what that means is when you're scheduling things in your calendar, you can make a note and say, oh, this week, yeah, I'm just going to keep it as simple and easy as possible. So maybe you meal prep so meals are already done for that week. Or maybe you schedule a massage for yourself, something extra self, something extra for your self-care. So you want to just think about what week do you feel that you need more rest? Now, typically it may be the week of your period. For those using the moon cycle, you can start to notice. Now, it may take a while of observing, but when you start to document like when a new moon is and when a full moon is, you may start to see how one makes you feel more kind of relaxful and calm. Well, one gives you more energy, more doing type of energy. And so, as I said, it may take a couple months or even more to figure out which you align with. Because some people get energized with a new moon and some people get energized with a full moon. Now, speaking as a teacher, or um, I've even heard police officers talk about this too, you definitely know when it's a full moon because the kids are going crazy. I think it's even documented that there are more arrests happen on a full moon night. So, 
it's not just me talking about this. <laughs> Any teacher can back me up that kids, when it's a full moon, especially if it's a full moon on a Friday, whoa, but it does affect our behaviors. If it's powerful enough to change the tides of the ocean, don't you think it's powerful enough to affect how we feel too? So something to think about. So the first stage is identifying your week of rest. What week are you going to set aside for just creating a little more space for rest? The second stage is play. Now, I think I'm going to do a whole episode on this, on play itself, because it is so important and something as adults we overlook. But you need time to experiment, to play, where you are just creating for the sake of fun. There's no desired outcome. You're not doing something because you think you should or because you feel you have to. It simply is for the enjoyment of play. Then the third stage is create. This is the week where you feel energized and you are able to put your creations into action. So this would be if you're learning a new skill, this would be the week you are actually in it and creating and doing it. Now, once again, if you're using the moon cycle, either the new moon or full moon, one is going to energize you and one is going to you're going to need more rest. So once you figure that out, you can apply the weeks accordingly. But this is a week where you actually, you feel good, you have energy, and you're ready to do and create. And then the fourth stage is reflection. And this is important because we need time to stop and think, okay, what do I want to create? Is what I'm creating working for me? So if we're talking about creating more joy and bringing more joy into our life, we need time to actually think about, is what I'm doing creating more joy in my life? Or is it keeping me stuck? Going back to the thoughts and stories we're telling ourselves. Am I being supportive to myself? Am I help building up my self-love, my self-worth? Or am I limiting myself? So many times we get into action, but then we don't stop and think about, is this getting me closer to my goal or is this kind of taking me further away? Remember, our goal is to consciously create what we want in life and to stop creating from autopilot. So autopilot is just when we do, 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 create, 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 and we just keep going day after day after day after day. And we don't actually stop and think about, hmm, am I making progress to my, towards my goal? Am I making progress towards what I want in life? We don't instantly get the things we want or the desires we want. Sometimes there is a process. Sometimes it may take a while. That's okay. But as long as we're taking action towards our goal, we're moving in the right direction. We're moving towards creating more of what we want. But if we don't stop and become aware of what we're creating, sometimes that can take us in the wrong direction. And then we got to come all, pivot around and come all the way back. So reflection is an important part of the process. And this can look different for many different people. It could just be adding a 10 minute block of time on your calendar to kind of sit and think and maybe journal or write about what 
you are creating, what is going right and focusing on that. What stories are we telling ourselves that maybe we need to change? So it's being aware and reflecting on what we are actually creating. So let me go through the four steps again. So we have one, a week of rest, where you are just keeping your schedule as clear as possible. And yes, you still have to do your obligations. You still have to go to work. Or maybe maybe you take the day off. Maybe that's a day off for you. But it's being aware of what week we may need to set aside for more rest. Stage two is play. This is just going out and having the fun. Going out and having fun and playing. So this could be going for a hike. This could be planning a camping weekend trip. This could be trying a new recipe that you've been wanting to cook. It doesn't have to be this like huge big thing but just something that is gonna bring you fun, joy, and playfulness into your week. All right, stage three is our create stage. The create stage is where you're actually creating more of what you want. So this is gonna look different based on what your goals are or what your intent is to create, but this is making progress towards that. This is the action, the doing stage. And then we have stage four, the reflection stage, where we actually take time, set aside time to reflect on, are we moving towards our goal? Are we moving towards what we want to create in life? Or are we starting to run on autopilot again? And it's a great way to make sure that we are in balance with ourselves, that we are supporting ourselves. And then that is a great segue back into the rest cycle where you can start again with some self-love. If you have started to notice that you're running more on autopilot, that's okay. We all do that. You can just use your rest period to get back into a stage of self-love, then get back into a stage of playfulness and fun, back into your creation stage, and then we just start the cycle all over again. Now, this is a very general framework, but this you can take and start to align it with either your menstrual cycle or the moon cycle. Choose one way to get started. And just for the next few weeks, just start, don't actually put it into action yet. (laughs) Just start documenting how you feel. If this is the week of your period, are you feeling more tired or are you feeling more energized? Maybe you're a person that gets a lot of energy at this point. As we've said before in previous episodes, you are a unique person. You have a unique signature. There is no one else like you. So you have to take this framework and make it work for you. If you use the moon cycle, start noticing when the new moon is, when the full moon is, and how you feel with those moons. Our bodies and nature know how to create. And so we can use them to help our creative power. So this is actually being aware of your body and letting that help you create what you want or using nature to help create what you want. We don't have to do it all alone. We have the power of our body. We have the power of nature to help us. So when you're being creative or bringing more of what you want into your life, it's not a matter of doing, 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 
but it's a balance of also resting playfulness and reflecting on what is working for you. So I'm going to summarize our whole three-part series that we've done over the last three episodes. But the creative joy effect is what helps you consciously create more of what you want in life and to stop creating from autopilot. Because when we're creating from autopilot, that's when we get run down. We feel drained. We feel depleted. We feel just so tired and exhausted all the time. But when we stop creating from a place of autopilot and we start consciously creating what we want, we create what brings us joy, what brings us happiness, what brings us peace. That is when we can start creating this life that we love. Now, through the creative joy effect, we've talked about part one, how to reconnect to your inner creative self, understanding what you like to create, what lights you up, what brings you joy. Moving to part two, reimagining what is possible for you, creating power stories that empower us, that help us create what we want. And then here in part three, how we can reclaim our creative power. We can use our bodies, we can use nature to help create what we want. Because as we have said, it's not about doing things every day. It's not about, oh, I'm going to set aside 15 minutes every day and do this. Now, maybe that does work for you. But when you start to align with your natural body or the natural cycles we see in nature, you will see opportunities for you to amplify your creative power. And so when you bring this all together, you not only are consciously creating, but you are consciously a joy creator, creating what brings you joy, what brings you happiness, and what brings you peace. If this episode resonated with you, if you found it of value, please leave a five-star review as this helps us reach more joy-filled creators like you. And I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. And until then, happy creating. Thank you.